Good morning. Two weeks ago, we read the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. And last week, the parable of the two sons who were asked to work in the vineyard. And today, the parable of the wicked tenants of the vineyard. Today's parable flows from the first reading for this Sunday, from the first section of Isaiah. In the first reading, the vineyard is cared for, but it doesn't produce fruit, so it's destroyed. In the gospel today, it's not the vineyard that's bad, it's the tenants who are bad. They killed the servants that had been sent, and they killed the son of the owner. And now the tenants would be destroyed so that someone else may care properly for the vineyard. The vineyard is the kingdom of God, the church. We are the church in its broadest term. The vineyard is cared for by the wicked tenants who are concerned only with their own gain. They're willing to cheat, steal, and even kill. The Pharisees treated everyday people like dirt. Common people could never be holy enough for them. And at the same time, they wanted everyone to see how holy they were. They used their position to build themselves up. They were, only, they were certain they were even better than Jesus, who associated with common people. The Pharisees were, con- were concerned with themselves and not the vineyard. And the chief priests used their position for temporal gain, not spiritual gain. Recognizing how this particular passage applies also to us is very frightening. We've been brought into the kingdom, the vineyard, to produce good fruit for the world. We've been called to do the work of the Father, and what a great honor that is for us. But it is also a deep responsibility. We're responsible to God to carry out the work of the kingdom, and we're responsible to feed the world the fruit of the Father's love. Evangelizing and promoting our faith is a responsibility that we must all embrace, not just a few. The work of the kingdom also demands that we continue the Lord's mission of reaching out to the poor, the persecuted, and all those that society seems to have forgotten. We have to be very careful that we don't continue the mistakes of the chief priests. They were only concerned about monetary gain. We have seen this repeated in history time and time again, including in our modern times. Religion is big business and a great seller. Many people use their faith for business gains, and we see TV evangelists who have milked their people out of every cent they could so they can live in luxury. We need to be careful that we don't repeat the sins of the Pharisees. They started off well in the beginning, They were concerned about serving God in the beginning, but it didn't last long. Their false holiness was for their own self-glory and not for the glory of God. We need to be careful of seeing ourselves as better than others and therefore deserving particular respect. We've been called to bring Christ to others, and we have no right to put ourselves above anyone else. We've been given the mercy and grace of God to serve his people. 
Without this mercy and grace, we are nothing. Brothers and sisters, this weekend has been called Deacon Sunday, and the bishop has asked us deacons to share how we have answered our call to serve in the vineyard. Now, I won't take two hours because I've been doing this for 25 years now, so I'll try to put it all in about eight minutes. He wants us to share how we serve the people through the Word of God, through the liturgy of the Eucharist, and how we're serving in charity or love for the people of God. But I call this serving with joy, the joy of service. I find joy serving God in the many ways that he's called me to serve. First, searching and reading through the Word of God. The more I learn, the more I want to learn and the more I want to share it with others. There are so many times that I've been able to share my love for the people of God and the ministries that I'm in now or that I've been a part of in the past. And I've always known about God since I was a child because my parents raised us that way, going to church, being involved in what our parish was doing and the way that they served and the way that they helped others. They helped them when they were sick or down and out. They would visit them, bring them food, and just sit there and talk to them. I used to love hearing them sing in the choir. My dad played the guitar, and my mom was the director of the Spanish Mass, the choir. I learned about prayer from them. My parents prayed the rosary every night ever since I can remember. My parents planted seeds in us so that as we grew up, we'd find a way to God one way or another if we ever got lost. There was a period, though, that I went through when I was younger, when I wasn't very close to God. But as I said, those seeds were planted. They just needed watering. And my wife has always been close to God and the church. So when I met and married my, my wife, she began to water those seeds as we grew together into where God was calling us to. So now again, I begin to want more and more of being a part of what God was calling me to do, to become a servant leader in my home and a servant for God, helping the people of God, you, my brothers and sisters. With the help of my wife and a little push from my mom who asked me to go to a cursillo, I begin my journey towards God. At first, I didn't think Curcio was something that I needed. I kept telling my mom, ask my brother, my oldest brother, he really needs it. <laughs> but after I made my first Curcio and I finally listened, I became on fire for God. After Curcio, I couldn't find a men's study group in our parish. So I started going to other parishes that had an Otrea, a Curcio's group. Later, I joined a friend of mine in an ecumenical group for Bible study that he had in his home. We started going to men's conferences, and we started asking men from all faith groups to go with us. I became an ambassador for our temple group, and we would go to men's groups in other churches and temple to speak to them about God and what God was doing here in Temple, Texas for men. After a while, I asked several of my Catholic friends from here to join me in the Bible studies at my home. I took a chance and started teaching. I wasn't very bright at that time in the Word, 
that we all came together. We did that for a few years until Father Stephen helped us to start a men's group here at St. Mary's. We were sponsored by Nazareth House at that time. That group of men are now called the Men of Joseph. We've been together for over 25 years. My joy and love for the Word of God and for my brothers and sisters kept me searching for more and more. And God called me again, even though I didn't feel worthy to seek the diaconate in 1999. And Father Stephen had asked me if I'd ever thought about it. And frankly, I told him, I've never even given it a thought. I just do what I do because I love it. And so he asked me to pray about it. And as you know, I was ordained later in June of 2003. Those years helped me to realize that God had a greater calling on me. And as I continued to learn more in word and deed, I just kept thinking, God has something more for me. The first time I stood here at the altar of the Lord, I felt so overcome with joy and love for the liturgy. And as I heard Father Stephen read and proclaim the liturgy of the Eucharist, I was so overcome with emotion that I, that I had been taking part in the liturgy as deacon at the altar in what God had been calling me to serve in and do. But this service as deacon comes not only by being at the altar, but by going out to serve in the community. I remember my formation director, Deacon Jerry Clement, used to say, we don't need any more flower pots on the altar. You aren't being called to try and look pretty up there. You're being called to go out, to go out to serve the people where their need is, to serve in the hospitals to those who are sick, or to go to those who need prayer. And that includes not only the duties of the deacon in the parish, such as baptisms, marriages, or serving at altar, but may include serving at prison or jail ministry, which I've done. Many people where they are, meeting people where they are in the circumstances of their lives where they are in most need. I can remember many nights when we'd get a call in the middle of the night from friends or family asking if we could come pray with them for their loved ones. My wife and I would go out and join them in prayer or pray a rosary with them and help comfort them as best as we could or just be with them at that time. That was a time that we could share our love for them and for their loved ones. Lastly, if you'll allow me one more quick story that my wife and I will never forget. A friend of ours from this parish called us about 2 a.m. one morning, asked if we could come and pray a rosary with one of her friends who wasn't Catholic. Her friend had heard the rosary time and time again and came to love it and pray it. They were at the hospital here at Scott and White. So Janie and I went to the hospital, and of course, being clergy, they allowed us into the KC, into the Scott and White at the ICU. We met the mom of a young girl who was in ICU, and she thanked us for being there to pray for her daughter. We prayed the rosary together, and after we finished, the mom looked at the nurse and said, we're ready. Several nurses came in and unhooked everything that, and took the young girl away. The young girl was not going to live, and her mom had the courage 
to allow her daughter's organs to be donated for someone else to be able to live. And we weren't aware of that. The emotions that we felt at that moment for the young girl and her mom were unimaginable. Our hearts were breaking for them, but what an experience God had allowed, had allowed us to be a part of, and we'll always remember that day. As deacon, I get to share my love for you as a friend and as a part of the clergy. At times pastorally, and now since March of this year, as your spiritual director here at St. Mary's, another ministry that God has also called me to, sharing with you when you're hurting or seeking answers from God for direction in times of trouble, sorrow, or just someone who needs to be listened to. Other times when someone is seeking direction spiritually about where the Holy Spirit is calling you to serve or what the Spirit is calling you to do in a certain circumstance. My joy comes from seeing you moving in the direction that the Spirit has called you to, realizing that the Spirit calls on all of us to something. You just have to allow the Spirit to move you in that direction. My brothers and sisters, if you're seeking joy in your life, do what God is calling you to do. Take part in what he's calling you to serve in. Serve where God is calling you to serve. My brothers and sisters, God has given all of us a talent to use for his glory and in service to others. Don't let it go to waste. Use it. Find out what it is if you don't already know. So I invite you to come and serve in the vineyard of the Lord for his glory and joy will follow you for the rest of your lives. God bless you all.